Hello and welcome to another, actually no, not another episode of Drivel. Welcome to a ridiculously early episode of Drivel. The automotive podcast brought to you by a couple of regular petrol heads. We're your hosts, I'm Mo. And I'm O. <laughs> what? See, but listen, it doesn't affect the listeners what time we record this, but it, it affects me what time we record this. Also eight o'clock in the freaking morning. It's not. It was meant to be eight o'clock, but you're an hour late. So. Yeah, but I still had to get up at seven. Oh, you, I'm sorry. Yeah, to get yeah. ready to be here for eight o'clock to accommodate your stupid schedule. I was on the road at 20 past six. See what I mean about your stupid schedule? What are you doing? at 20, Why are you on the road at 20 past six in the morning on a Friday? Why and why? To I'm, record drivel. For I'll the, tell you what I've noticed on my way here now. Why are the roads busy again? Especially on a Friday. Why are idiots wanting to go back to the office? You can sit at home. You can work from home. Freaking work from home. Especially on a Friday and a Monday. Maybe they had to record a podcast and they were on their way to a studio. No, there's not that many people recording a podcast. <laughs> I don't but, know. But seriously, though. Shitloads of them. <laughs> but actually, true. Yeah, but not as good as ours. But seriously, though, what I've noticed, the roads obviously have got busier and busier. But honestly, I don't understand this. You can, why, you can work from home. Yeah, these, like, job worths that want to keep running into the office, you're one of them. Maybe, okay, because you come down on a regular basis. I avoid going into it as often as I can. <laughs> on a Monday and a Friday, seriously, why would you want to get up Get ready and make that journey to work. Maybe on the road. Important meeting. Maybe they which like we can do on, on 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 plenty of applications that you can use to be able to do that. Anyway, do you know what? Also, it's not just that it's a, a, an episode of Drivel where we're recording it first thing in the morning. Yeah, uh, it's also the thirtieth episode of Drivel. Is it? It is. Oh, would you get me? I should get you an alarm clock. No, That's what <laughs> I should get you. <laughs> you should get me something for doing thirty episodes with you. And it's not just the 30 episodes, it's all the shit in between. So what, my company isn't good enough, no? The, me being here isn't the No, gift. I don't do this for your company, mate. You don't? <laughs> okay. Uh, no, so I didn't get you a gift, but it is the 30th episode. That's quite Congratulations. A, uh, yeah, thank you very much. I will uh, take that wholeheartedly. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you to the listeners as well, actually. I don't know if you were meant to be saying uh, congratulations to the listeners for sticking with us for 30 episodes, or if you congratulate Sticking with us? We're in entertainment, mate. Allegedly, we're doing we're them a favour. Well, sometimes we're doing them a favour. Sometimes we're uh, sometimes we're us. That's only when you read off your 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 research stats hymn sheet. I don't have a research stats hymn sheet for the thirtieth episode. or have you? Do know. you not? In fact, I'm very badly prepared. for Are you? Oh, this will yeah. be interesting. It will be interesting, but you know, you're going to struggle. A week and dribble. Nah, I won't struggle. Well, no, I'll just carry you as usual then, won't I? Yeah, you can do. You can do if you, if you think that's the uh, the way to Th- go. That's what I do every freaking week. Okay. If that makes you feel better about yourself, you do that. You sure we don't need a coffee before we get started? No, I had one on the way in, thank you. you. Had, oh, see, so you, you had time for a coffee, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was in the car, so I was having it on the <laughs> way in. I've got to have breakfast, though, when I get out. Fine. So we won't hold you too long until breakfast. No, um, don't. But genuinely, 30 episodes. Thank mm-hmm, you. To I know. Especially the ones that have been with us since, uh, I don't know, yeah, um, probably just over a year. Yeah, um, but you know, a big thank you, especially to the listeners that have supported us from the very first episode that are still here a year later, 30 episodes in. Um, there's no plans to stop. We're going to carry on. No one's asking for it, but we'll continue anyway. No one's asking us to stop either. This is true. No one's asking. Nobody has asked us to stop, so there you go. Yeah, it doesn't really matter what people and ask us. And even if they did, we won't really listen to them. That's what I mean. We're quite stubborn. So it's well, not I like, wouldn't. It's you not might. Like listen. Nah, probably not. We don't really no. take uh, listener feedback on board, apart from certain we items. We don't actually, do we? Yeah. You know, the only time we do is because I get to annoy you with it, i.e. like, you know, the disclaimer, for example. But anyway, we'll get to that later. Yeah. So, how's life? How's car life? How's life, automotive life. car trading life? Oh, mate, don't ask. 
<laughs> it's oh, going well, is it? Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've, got, I've, got a, I've got a story for later. I had a today. decent run, and then now, um, yeah, one, one of them have come back. It's a bit, actually it is a bit slow at the moment. Well, I think it's we're very we're, slow. We're running up to Christmas. Oh, it's been slow for a few weeks now, actually. To be fair, we're running up to Christmas. Um, there are news. Uh, you'll be proud of me. I read a news article. Did you? Yeah. Where? On BBC News. No, I did. So to add some context for all the listeners, how did you find BBC News? First for, the, of all? for those that. Yeah, exactly. For, 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 those, for those that personally know me, um, you'll know that I don't really pay attention to the, to the news um, or anything. My view on this is, if it's important enough... Oh, we'll tell him. Well, exactly, yeah. Somebody will tell me. And if I don't, nobody tells me, then it's clearly not that important. So why would I waste my time reading the news anyway? Um, no, but I read a news article about inflation. And how inflation is going up? Do uh, you understand inflation? About 4%. Yeah, I, 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 I do understand inflation. Oh, yeah, you're a nerd, isn't it? I'm a nerd, yes. Yeah. I have a history in maths and economics. So I do understand inflation, how it works. I don't really pay much attention to it. The only real thing that bothers me about inflation is petrol prices. Well, petrol prices and energy prices, because I also well, energy gas prices, and electricity yeah, yeah, bills. Yeah. Now, actually, yeah, yeah. Although I'm locked in at my current rates for like a year or something, and I did that before it all went yeah. a little bit mental. But um, that might be one of the reasons why you're seeing a slowdown in, in car demand yeah, for, yeah, for used cars, because pe- people are kind of a little bit hesitant about spending money now, going, oh, if inflation uh, is on the up and it's, my cost of living is going up, yeah, then maybe yeah, I shouldn't true. be spending money on upgrading my car. Yeah, that's true. Actually, it has been going up quite a bit. Yeah, even though, But then again, the used car prices have been going through. Well, used well. car prices are one of the factors in, in the uh, increase in inflation. Used car prices have gone up 27% in the last, well, since yeah, April. Yeah, I saw that. It was ridiculous. That's mad. It's ridiculous. It's, to me, it's, it still doesn't. It doesn't make any sense why why used car prices are going up. Yeah, they, they are saying. It's okay, so there's a shortage of new cars. Fine, but what I still don't get. What you don't have to change your car. No, you, know? you don't. You don't have to change your car. So this 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 increase in car prices is self inflicted. Mm. So it's by people that want to buy a new car. So if you can't get your new car that you want, and your cars, let's say, I, I, this probably only affects cars that are. Up to five years old, maybe. But we probably not higher, probably not we, more than that. We've said this previously, though. It's it's not. It's having a ripple effect everywhere because when your five-year-old car is now worth fifteen, twenty percent more than it was a year ago, that means your six-year-old car is now worth a little bit more, and then your seven-year-old car is worth a bit more. Yeah. And it's true. You're you're see. I'm sure you're seeing it even in the uh, commercial vehicle market with some of the vans you're selling. Yeah, no, the commercial. Yeah, commercial. But that's more to a demand for. Obviously, with now everyone not not going into town, not going into town so much. Everything's online, so that's more from the delivery aspect. That's what's affecting that. It's not so much that you can't get the newer vehicles. It's more to do with the influx of people who are now doing deliveries and the amount of people that they need doing deliveries. So I guess if you're like a Waitrose or a Tesco or something like that, you're gonna get you're gonna need newer vans, obviously, to get more drivers and to do more deliveries. But in terms of everyone, for example, that's doing like DPD, DHL, Amazon deliveries and that, you're, you're buying a second-hand van. So oh, that, mean, like, that is like, like, purely like, down to demand. You're a private. Private yeah, private. Like you're doing it, you know, side job or whatever. That's more down to genuine demand as in, okay, you know what? I'm going to do some deliveries. I need a van. As opposed to the, the chip shortage, which I'm sure is affecting the commercial vehicles as well. Um, but that's pro- that's what's driven the, the, the rise in commercial vehicle pricing. But back to the main question. So a bit slow on your side. Yes, yes. It's a little bit slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a few issues with the L200 that I sold. Oh, really? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sold it about a month and a bit ago, and then um, sod's law. I've been driving it. I always, I always do two hundred miles minimum in any car that before I sell it. It's absolutely fine. They came down and test drove it. Absolutely fine. Then the next, when they took it home the next morning, um, water, water in the fuel filter light came on. So I thought, right, you know what, fine, just get it done and stuff like that. So the person, they got someone out to change the fuel filter. It must have been a cowboy, someone they're not really doing. And then since then, it hasn't been right. It basically, the fuel pump um, keeps needing to be primed. So there's an air leak in it somewhere. And it can happen when you change the fuel filter if you don't do it. There's an extra O-ring that comes in. Sometimes people put that in so it doesn't seal properly or they forget to put an O-ring in, something like that. So to be fair to them, they've been quite patient. It'd been probably a month and a half, two months they were getting problems and they, to be fair they kept sending me videos of stuff of what was going on and then the other night they phoned up to say you know it had broken down again on them mm. and I was like and I was saying to them we'll get it repaired get it booked into a garage and stuff like that but then I just thought you know what I'll just I'll just take the truck back off them because even if I do get it repaired any little thing that goes on now it will just be like oh this is wrong with it that's wrong with it it's not worth the headache so um, yeah ended up taking the truck back off for them giving their money back so that goes to show that LSP vehicles do honour their warranty period well, this and, and I've got a, a much larger story to tell later in the show, but th- this is probably the theme of our episode, which is it doesn't matter if things go wrong, because things do go do wrong. Do go wrong, especially with things like cars and that, yeah. Especially with things like yeah, cars. Yeah. It, it's what you do to resolve and yeah, help. Yeah, how you do it, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And was your customer happy? Oh, very, very. I drove down in the evening, gave her a spare car to use... While while I took the truck back, she didn't have anything to get back to her yard and stuff like that. She was she was she was brilliant throughout. It. And to be fair, when I spoke to the garage that she was going to book it into, um, and I said to the guy, "Look, do you need you know you need me to give you a deposit, pay up front?" Because obviously I'm not there. You don't know who I am. And he he said, "Look, no." I spoke to the young lady, and she said, "You've been absolutely brilliant in stuff and helping out and okay, stuff. So no good. worries about anything like that at all." So good. yeah, that's a great yeah, and to be fair, the van that I dropped her off, um, when I told her about it, she's like, all right, that's fine, I'll just I'll just buy that van off you if it's fine and stuff. <laughs> all right, and okay. I was like, no, I don't feel obliged to do it. She goes, no, you're a genuine guy, so if it works and that, it's fine. As it happens, the van that I dropped her off is too low for what she needs it for and stuff, so she won't be buying that. But okay. she was more than happy to if it, if it fitted her needs to take it off. So... Yeah, it's, like you say, it's about how you, how you treat people and how you um, definitely uh, how you look after them when something goes wrong. Definitely, yeah. we'll get we'll, so, uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, yeah. The other thing I'm itching to know, I always am every episode. Uh, what, no. Not only are you a, a car trader, as we know, yeah, um, you're also for some mental reason only known to yourself, an owner of a Range Rover. My wife is the owner of a Range Rover. Has <laughs> has her ownership experience going? Has it <laughs> impacted you recently? <laughs> <laughs> that good, eh? <laughs> well, put it this way: everything that could go, actually, no. Have you had your spoiler replaced, repaired? No, actually. Did I tell you about that? that, that we did. We covered it on the last episode. Dave, you lost it on a on the motorway, on the yeah, motorway yeah, yeah. and they said it's okay because we're gonna we replace it as part of the recall. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. So it was booked in, and the guy phoned me up from Range Rover to say, "Look, I've got it booked in for you, but the only thing is, we need to get it painted." Yeah to match the colour so he goes let me get it in let me get it painted and then I'll book you back in and I'm still waiting for them to book me back in so I don't know it's a very I've, thorough paint job I don't know if they're getting my f- my four year old to paint it or what well, it's, uh, yeah. I, yeah there's because it's taking a long time I mean well, they're painting it sending it to a professional detailer getting it ceramic coated maybe some well, there's, l- there's literally one strip on top that needs to be painted it's, it's not <laughs> like <laughs> it's just the top part that needs, I don't, do you know what, what I mean? three weeks of counting four uh, weeks I think it has been yeah 
Excellent. I think in total, it's been. I originally went in to have my key fobs replaced, mm. um, and that's been about two months. I'm still wow. waiting for that to get done. So thank you, Jaguar Land Rover. Great customer service. Th- th- and there's an ex- the exact. Tom, get an Instagram post ready for them, please. <laughs> We're still doing that, are we? Are we still yep. using Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. We've got the platform, so let's use it. And we've got a person who now runs. The and platform. we've got a person who now does it. So Tom. What starts some Jaguar yeah. Land Rover back? But um, no, what happened? Yeah, yeah. So obviously you know about the timing belt that I got replaced, yeah, and that didn't break or anything. Yeah, yeah, that was very lucky. So I got that done. Uh, so last weekend or the weekend before last, there was a fireworks show down in Henley. That, okay. Um, the missus booked for us to take Hania to, and that. F- anyone in and around the Henley area who wants to go to this fire show next year, fireworks show, do not. I've always found fireworks displays just really, like, disappointing. So you turn up. First of all, it's always colder than you thought it would be. doesn't matter how warm you're wrapped up, it's colder than you thought it would be. Then you're walking across a a damp, soggy field for fucking ages because some people decide to turn up at 6 p.m. and it doesn't start till 9 p.m. And they're just parked and, and you can't find a space. So you're, you're backlogged anyway. Then you have to walk across this damp, muddy field that everyone else has already been mm-hmm. traipsing through. Mm-hmm. And you're there and you're like, right, okay, we've probably got 45 minutes or so to kill before anything actually happens. Maybe we'll participate in whatever's going on. So there might be a crappy fun fair. There might be some stalls selling overpriced stuff that your kids inevitably want. Oh, God, yeah, everything. They so you go through all of that shit as well. All the while, your kids are moaning and tired because it's past their natural bedtime. You quite frankly don't want to be there because no. it's already been expensive. You're covered in mud. You've got a moaning kid and family, and you're now going to have to spend money on shit that they don't want or care about, but it's just to entertain them. Yep. Uh, oh, did I mention it's also cold? And then you, you know maybe forgot some gloves for one of the kids or for yourself or Standard. a hat or whatever. Standard. Then the firework display eventually starts. And for the first 20 seconds... It's worth it in the sense that you see your, you know, your, your kids' eyes light up a little bit. Yeah. Like, wow, fireworks! And then twenty-two, well, they stop paying. And then twenty-two pain. seconds in, they're like, "Can we go home now?" Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like, why would you pay to go into a fireworks show where you can pretty much see them for miles around? Why don't you just do to stand outside? Well, there's, there's that, but also what you could do is watch last year's one on your phone. Because you know how everyone records yeah. the fucking things? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. And they never, ever watch it or, or just sit at home undoubtedly some sad bastard will upload it to Facebook. But they, they made it. But no one, that's the other thing as well. People who record them on their phones, and I'm guilty of this. I'm talking about myself. I'm yeah. talking about myself in the past here. Yeah. Why? I'm yeah, never going to sit there and watch it. After you sit go, down and watch it, yeah, oh, I, look, know, I know, I know. Oh, look, watch this shaky video of like this red and green sparkly thing in the sky it's pointless I, I don't get it it's just there was a fun fair stuff in that there and stuff so like to your point everything's overpriced and stuff like that but anyway Mrs. Booked it and stuff For, so we live about on average 20 minutes from Henley okay so, 20 so, minutes so, from so, Henley. So, so that night, an hour, because everyone was driving to Henley for... That night, <laughs> three fucking hours. Wow. Three hours. And there is my point. It's already been miserable, and you're we're not even d- out of the car. Look, people, it was so bad, people were complaining on their Facebook page and shit, they, stopped, they shut down the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you I not, lo- three, I love that. <laughs> I love that. three fucking hours in a field, in the middle of nowhere, single like country lanes... It was uh, what, what, three hours to do a 20-minute journey. So I'm pissed off by the time do I get what? there. Three hours to do a three-hour journey kind of irritates me. Well, well yeah. <laughs> but when you're supposed to be somewhere, like, I think, hey, oh, I'm pissed off. Anyway, 
driving on the way there and that obviously stuck most of the time in traffic the radio was sounding a little bit loud okay a little bit louder sorry i could hear something i was thinking hmm what is up with this hmm. um but obviously we were in there we had to get where we were going and stuff got we You're were stuck in traffic what can you do stuck in traffic what can we do so get in there get in there credit to it got there <laughs> you it, actually credit you know what? it got there it got there because <laughs> thing is luckily whenever I do breakdown inevitably being a trader you do breakdown quite a bit it's always in kind of a convenient, convenient place <laughs> if you know what I mean do you know that you know the one thing well, I, I always, actually know I was, I was yeah. just so I, you know when you're on the motorway and you always see that person who's broken down the hard shoulder when it's pissing down with rain yeah that's the person I always feel, feel most sorry, sorry for, for. Yeah, I really yeah, do it's yeah, like there have yeah. been times like if I wasn't going past them at motorway speeds Mm. I might be tempted to slow down, stop, and yeah. offer them an umbrella yeah, or something. Because yeah. then they, they never have one. But uh, no, I never do that. I just momentarily just going, go, yeah, I have, a, have, a, have a, fe- a feeling yeah. of empathy for a moment and then carry on with my day. Standing on the motorway, you can't anyway. Um, so I got to where we were and parked up in a field and stuff. So I did that and then um, wandered around the fireworks. So anyway, that's not important. But anyway, got to the end of the night, came back. Uh, one of the wife's friends was there as well. Um, she couldn't find her car on that. So I was like, jump in with us. She had a little daughter with her. Jump in with us. We'll drive around, find your car and stuff like that. Get into the car, drive around, start driving around, do about, no, sorry, do about 20 yards. Um, oh, what was the, what was it? A uh, charging system fa- error, failure. Oh, and okay. I was, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I thought, okay, let me get as close to the road as I can as possible. Before the electric would die. So and it was this at night, so you needed your lights it was, on. This was about 10 o'clock, half 10. So you needed yeah. your lights yes, on, you needed yes. heating on. And yeah. Basically yep. everything that consumes the battery. So I started driving and then basically just started flashing up like a Christmas tree. Every light and error and everything that could come on, dun, 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 and then boom, boom, boom. Shut down. Shut down. So I got me, the missus, my kid, missus mate, her kid in the... in. In the car, literally in the middle of a field. In a broken down At range half ten, she can't find her car and stuff. I thought, I'll try to jump it. Let's see what happens. But even if I did jump it... It would die again because the battery is not... And long. the size of that thing, the battery won't last 30 seconds mm. if it's got to run on it. So that's exactly what happened. Tried jump starting it, whatever. Didn't. Could hear the alternator burning out. Great. <laughs> and I say convenient place, but it's in the middle of a field in in middle of Henley. So my mate, my wife's mate got out to go find her car. So she's gone and found her car. Luckily, but and this is what I mean by convenient or whatever. Luckily, she'd found her car. And it wasn't too far away. And it wasn't too far away. So she brought come back in her car. So we all jumped into her car. And she lives in Reading as well. So we drove home, dropped us off home. She went home. So convenience in the sense that... You could leave the right. car did, where it was. Yeah, and I didn't have to worry about the kids and the missus being in the back of the car and stuff like that. So yeah. then had to get AA out the next morning, obviously, to come down, collect it pick it up and stuff like that and he's in the middle of the field so first of all we couldn't get it because there's no power going to it couldn't get it out of park uh great they just love modern cars and all man all automatic cars should and do have a fail safe where you can man, you can yeah, put the normally thing in, you yeah. normally you stick a key in a slot somewhere or it, lift it, up yeah. a lever or something yeah. like that. trying to figure out where the land rover where the rangey one was took about an hour <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous great so thankfully, got it into neutral, built it up, and then got the alternator changed uh, at home. Excellent. But thankfully, it wasn't a body-off job. 
No, I guess you've got so, quite a lot of space in there to work. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> okay. No, you don't. Not at all. You had to remove the fan and everything and stuff to get to it. So, so the so the so the, the, the Range Rovers they come they have you can have like Ace or Dynamic suspension that they have. Yeah, mm-hmm. the ones without that forty five minute job. I could have done it at home. This one had a suspension, so the alternator without it, it's near the bottom, so you can access it. But with the uh, a dynamic suspension, the alternator is slightly higher up, and they've got the ace pump, the dynamic suspension pump below it. Oh, okay, great. So you had to what remove the pump? Uh, yeah, I had to remove that pump, remove a few lines and stuff like that. I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> so I just got uh, got our guy to come out and do it now. So then now, so but now, thankfully, hopefully, anything at that age that could kind of go. I mean, timing belts have been done. The alternator's been done, not much left behind, really. No. And then, hopefully, JLR will get their act together and call you in to fit and the fit, 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 fit fit replacement wall and give you your keys exactly, that you've yeah. ordered. Then I can finally give it a good wash, polish her up and stuff, and then, yeah. And then you've got a functioning yep. Range Rover's yep. bought for yeah. three, four weeks, maybe? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, we've said this before. You do not need me to jinx that vehicle. Yeah, that's true. They jinx it when they designed it. it. But it, to be it, fair, when it, it does run and work, it's sweet. When it does run and work, it's sweet. Yep. I'm just astounded because, like, these are expensive cars. Extremely expensive cars. I, Extremely expensive. And they, they sell by the bucket load as well. Yeah, they do. In two, I think they sell by the bucket load because people just have them while they're under warranty and then get rid of them. No, I know, but don't. I don't know. I guess does it. But then you them? say that does you it, they, you do say they that. Care? Pardon? I was just saying. Did are they bothered? Are JLR bothered by? No, because it sells. Really. What does it matter? Yeah. People still buy them. Yeah. But you say that there's a shed load of them on the high miler ones that are still running around. Yeah. Also, like with any car, luck of the draw, right? You yeah, might, yeah. You yeah, might yeah, have got a Friday afternoon yeah. car. You might get a midweek Wednesday car. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's all right. It's good. Good. That sounds brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, this week, weekend, we saw the uh, resurgence of Top Gear. I don't know what episode they're on. They're on, like, uh, or season, oh, sorry. Like season 30, 31 or something, isn't it? So, yeah. Yes, some, something like we that. Did. Yeah. I have to say, to me, that is probably the best episode they've done ever. Mm, hold on. And go on, then. You go. The reason on. for me is the end segment. Oh, yes. Okay. I was going to say, it was a show of two halves. 100% a show of two halves. The first half, the track specials. Yeah. Do you know what? That so, so my issue with that was you could just tell that because it's broadcast on TV, prime TV on BBC, they just weren't saying what they wanted to say. Because you, like, they were talking about the Porsche 911 GT3 as the baseline car, right? And then yeah. these track specials that they bought out, yeah. the cheapest of which was the Alpha, which was 150 grand. The reality of track special cars, and all motoring journalists know this, is they're not track cars. They're museum pieces. Porsche 911 GT3 RS or whatever it's called. Oh, yes, where yes. Does, where does it end up? It's in someone's garage. In a photo, in a photo shoot for the rest yeah, of its life. life. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what happens. It's never going to see anything. The only time it ever goes on track is when a motoring journalist takes it onto a track when it's first released. And even to buy the bloody thing, I don't know how many Porsches you'd have had to own in, 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 beforehand oh, to, yeah, get, probably, to be able probably, to get yeah. onto the waiting yeah. list. But Porsche playing that, stu- and have been for a while, playing that game of you know exclusivity and you've got to be a special customer Just to get it, which is a bullshit shit anyway right so they go right inst- let's just ignore the fact that Porsche are doing all this stuff and actually the GT3 RS is actually unattainable for most people even yeah, if you've got yeah, the even money, if you got the money yeah, 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 the money, it's unattainable yeah. so we're going to talk about three other cars instead mm-hmm. and it just 
no, at no point did they talk about the stupidity of track Of track thank yes, so, so 100%. I, I absolutely adore that offer. But, oh, but the, but the, sorry, you say that, but you know what? It was that offer as a road car is beautiful. Yeah. Yes, the the non-track version, the non-GTA. Version. You don't need to do it. They've just absolutely. They've just. It's horrid. And, and and you know what he kept saying? Um, what Paddy McGuinness kept saying is he kept saying, and it's a four-door saloon car. Do you know what he conveniently didn't mention, even though it was shown on camera a billion times? It's, it's got, got no, no back seats. It's got no rear seats. Yeah. So what was the what, what is the point of it having four fucking doors? The thing is, why why would you try to turn a four a saloon car into a track car? I don't understand that. And again, Alpha, why don't you just make? Well, they don't really. They don't do a. They don't do anything. They do the four C or the eight C, something like that. They don't anymore. I, they don't I, anymore. I don't know if they still do the four C. Yeah. But, yeah. but why would you turn trying to? Because you can charge one hundred and fifty grand for it, and you can sell it in limited. Do you numbers know what? Is people actually? Do you know what? On the Alpha, do you reckon people are actually going to buy that? It's a marketing exercise. So, so limited numbers, and it will, they will all get sold. Hundred percent, I guarantee they will all get sold, and they'll all get stashed into people's private collections. But it's going to be one of those cars where every so often, every few years, it gets wheeled out. Either Alpha wheel it out themselves as part mm. of their collection, or somebody else does, yeah. and it becomes a marketing exercise. Oh, do you remember when Alpha made this great car? Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah and and. and, and, and and they, you know that that's what they're doing. I've got no issue with the manufacturers, if I'm entirely honest, because it's their businesses. They're there to yeah, make money, they got right? and, money and, they're, and they're making their money by doing so. But the thing that irritated me watching that show as a piece of motoring journalism was that it wasn't. It wasn't motoring journalism. It was no, no. Thing is, uh, this is what my thing with the car shows now is I, when when something when a track car comes on or they they, they hammer a car around a track or whatever, I can't. I switch off because it's. it's it's not entertainment, if you know what I mean. If I want to be entertained, I'll watch the Grand Tour, yeah, because they entertain you because they're not really talking about the cars. It's what they're doing that's entertaining. You hear they've got cars going around the... Tr- okay, what? What? And what? Well, yeah, exactly. Um, and, 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 you know, if you want... If you seriously want a track car, right, then there, in my mind, there is one obvious manufacturer that you go to, Catrum. You can yeah, or KT, KTM, the other ones, or something. yeah, but they're they're like again like special, very expensive. I get, I yeah, get, I guess, guess you've got yeah, more yeah, money, yeah, but, yeah. but Catrum start at like twenty five grand for a new one, and you can spend like fifty five, sixty grand for like the top end one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that is the mother of all track cars. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's, that's true, what yeah. it's designed for. Yeah, you're going to spend one hundred fifty. You can go and buy a Catrum that will blow your mind on a track, teach you so much about driving, and be an absolute. You know, hoot to drive on yeah, the track, yeah, but yeah, also yeah. really a, a challenge that will develop you as a driver. Yeah, and yeah. have a hundred grand left over to buy a nine eleven turbo, or and it's probably plenty more reliable on a track than any of those other ones. Well, yeah, because it's not it, it's not complicated, right? No, it's simple got four, design. Four cylinder Ford engines, most of them anyway, Stuck or three there, cylinder yeah. in the smallest one. Yeah, um, and they're they're small, non complex engines. They might have superchargers or turbochargers, but they're they're. Electronic-wise and things like that, there's nothing, there's nothing to it. No, yeah, there yeah. Isn't. But if you, and that's what you want. If you want a track car, you essentially want a go-kart that you're allowed to take onto a racing track. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, these all these track cars, they're not going to be bought by people that go on tracks. They're going to be bought by just people that want to park them up outside Park Lane or something like that. Collectors. And just sit they're going yeah, to yeah. be bought by people who are already rich and who are seeing it as a way to invest their money in something other than property or stocks or whatever mm. else they've got mm. bored in investing in. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But so, it's, but as a, as a sh- as a show now, I, talk, I don't know the chat when they do challenges. That's all right. Yeah, because cha- cha- they're in your normal shitty bangers and stuff like that. It's doing all right. But when they do these kind of, it's relatable, right? Yeah, and, this is just, just and can't that, relate and that to. That was it. what was so good about the second half of the. First oh, show. mate, it I didn't really know about this guy. This guy went and took on Evil Knievel's son, grandson, yeah. son, son, mate. That that kid, was yeah. that uh, that segment of it, and the best bit was when he got those motorbike, the motorbike guys at the end to like drive oh, to by, do the convoy past the, the, the drive-by. Yes, yeah, yeah. That was that was emotional. That it was, was yeah. It was it was really properly. really well filmed. Yeah. Very very. Inf- now that that is a stunning piece of motoring journalism. Yes, yes, that yes, is yes, the yes, stuff yes. that Top Gear and probably only Top Gear can do brilliantly. Yes, very yeah, few others would, yeah, stru- yeah. would, would well, the, be able to do that. There aren't many of us, are there? Mainstream. I mean, Fifth Gear. I don't know if it comes, goes. What channels this on? Now? It's probably on Dave's Reserve Channel. <laughs> yeah, probably. No, apparently Fifth Gear is coming back, and it's going to come back. Um, I think specifically focusing on like electric cars and stuff like that. See, the problem with Fifth Gear is a it doesn't have the personalities to to grip you. It's got that Vicky Butler Henderson who does nothing but just scream. She's a quality driver. I'm not but as a, as a TV personality or something, I just can't watch her at all. Then you've got Tiff Nadell, who's pretty much the same. Jason Plato's tolerable, mm. but then you've got the other, is it the Johnny guy that just, I don't know what's going on with him. He's just like... He's not in it anymore. A, is he not? No. So, yeah, so they got rid of him. It's, it's just weird and the cars they review and stuff, again, they tra- when they take cars on the track and stuff and then they've got Karen Chanduk Obviously, ex F one driver and stuff, and him and Tier four Jason do their things. There. But again, that's just oh a slalom time challenge. What? What? Why? I, I, yeah, see, I always got. They the have one segment where they review the normal car, where they all get into it and drive it around. Yeah, yeah? and it's a very short. Segment. And it's a very short. But I'm thinking that's the kind of stuff people that, want to know. And that's the kind of stuff. If you recall Fifth Gear back in its heyday, that's the kind of stuff that Fifth Gear tried to. Um, yes, differentiate has to be different. If you want yeah. to learn about a car, you watch Fifth Gear. If you just want to watch some entertainment, you watch Top Gear. Yes, that was exactly yeah. it. that was always the case. And but also, gone though. You could see the difference in production, the quality in production between well, Top yes. Gear and... It's uh, Channel 5 and, show, isn't it? So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was just like so poorly done and stuff. I mean, the Grand Tours now, effectively, it's not even... It's just them three now doing whatever they asked them to do. So it's not even about cars and stuff. And actually, I like that now. You know what I mean? Like the first few last one they've yeah. done, they've just gone on a road trip. They've got their cars, whatever, and that's it. That's what they do to it. That's more interesting. Because the Grand Tour, when it first, as it was when it first came out, was pretty... Bad. Yeah, the first season was bad. I, I'm not that bitter about car TV shows, uh, car TV shows, sorry, being crap anymore because genuinely now there is so much really good content on YouTube. Like brilliant Yeah, content. I struggle to watch stuff on YouTube. No, I, I don't. I, I will every, almost every day I will watch at least half an hour of what I would call modern day car journalism on YouTube. So if you like the whole Top Gear Challenge stuff, there's a series called Car Trek on um, a channel by a guy called Tavarish. Mm-hmm. So he's American, uh, Freddie Tavarish, and actually he started out, his entire YouTube career started out, and it's mind-blowing the journey he's been on. He effectively bought, I think it was, um, had a Camry or something, some something nondescript ge- generic car that was a shit heap, and he fixed it himself. He's a, he's a self Mechanic. He's like me, yeah. He's like you, yeah. You you would like this guy. What's it called? The show. His 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 name is Tavarish. Okay. Right, and he's got a massive YouTube channel. 
So he built his first car or whatever, and in his, in his YouTube career started to go, and he got himself a shop and started fixing stuff. He has recently, at SEMA this year, he took his McLaren something or other named after a fax machine, um, <laughs> and it it was a, a write-off car, write-off McLaren, and McLaren themselves said it couldn't be repaired, and he fixed it to within McLaren tolerance. Serious? And improved it and made it better. So he did it all himself, yeah? documented it all on his YouTube channel and took the car to SEMA. Seaman. And so he he has this big, a very big YouTube following. Mm. He's built loads of really cool stuff. He's like taken the guts out of a uh, a Challenger Hellcat and stuck it into like a, a, like a pretty much written off rental Dodge Challenger mm-hmm. or whatever and stuff like that, right? Yeah, so it's yeah, cool yeah. projects, stuff yeah, that yeah, you would really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. He's got a couple of mechanics that help him, but they all like hands-on do it themselves. yeah. So he's one of the one of the main guys on Tavares, and he's pretty cool. There's another guy, Tyler Hoover. So I I first knew about this trio because I started watching Hoovy's Garage, Hoovy's Garage, as they call it in America. Mm. Um, and he he's the very first I bought the cheapest example of bar on the internet. So he goes and he will buy the cheapest 911, or he will buy the cheapest M5, or the cheapest M3, whatever. Like mm-hmm. dream cars from yesteryear, yeah. but the cheapest example he can find, and it's shit. Yeah. And then he takes it so. to his to his mate, who's a is a, um, a, a mechanic, mm-hmm. and basically goes, tell me everything that's wrong with, with it. This. How much is it gonna cost, cost. to fix it? Do mm. I, is it worth spending the money fixing it? Will I end up making money or yeah. not? And, yeah. and he never does, right? So he's basically built himself his own reputation as the dumbest car channel on YouTube. All oh, right. <laughs> so he does it. He does it with a comedy spin, which I really, really oh, like. Okay. And I know some people might find him annoying as a presenter. I actually quite like him. I think he's okay. Mm. He's a little bit eccentric, but he's not. He's not intolerable. And yeah. He definitely knows a thing or two about cars. Well, I guess so. Yeah, he must be. Yeah. And then the third guy, um, uh, Ed Bolian. So he mm-hmm. runs a, a YouTube channel called VinWiki, and very. There's not a huge amount of Ed Bolian content on VinWiki, but again, he was a, a trade car super, a supercar trader basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, was, was what how he got into cars, and he um, he held the record for like the uh, you know like one of these cannonball run type things they do America yes, 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 cross yes, country. Yes, yes. It's yeah. all illegal, yeah. right? Because they have to break speed limits. Yes. So they took a CL six hundred V twelve or something like that. Oh yeah. They modified it, put dual fuel tanks in it, and blah 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 blah, and they basically did this journey and I can't remember what average speed they, they kept but it was ridiculous ridiculous average speed and they held a record him and a couple of mates held a record for a number of years until um, the irritating guy from Gas Monkey Richard Rawls Richard broke it God. I think oh did he yeah but but so, so these guys uh, Ed, Tyler uh, Freddie Tavarish they've got a series called Car Trek on YouTube mm-hmm. and that is very much like the whole Top Gear challenge Thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, Car Trek. Car Trek. Okay. So you'll enjoy that, but but just like generally, I went to detail those because there's a whole bunch of stuff is on it? YouTube. Yeah, yeah really, thought... really good, worth watching. There's another um, another journalist that I've, I've recently come across on YouTube, uh, Jason Camisa. He's American again, and he uh, he's got content on the Haggerty YouTube channel. So Haggerty do like a range of stuff. It's all car stuff. Have a range of presenters and different features and stuff. And he he has a, a kind of almost a regular slot on there, if you will. Um, and he's very very good, very good. So right. yeah, there's I might a whole try them. yeah, I find it hard to watch stuff on YouTube, man. Either ads and that piss me off more than anything else. Oh, it's like five seconds Isn't of ads. It's not that bad. Yeah, I know, but it's just annoying to do. That's why I watch most of my stuff on like the playback, the the 
uh, like you know the sky smart thing what he's, I know what you're trying to say I'm just letting you struggle because oh, it's funny um, <laughs> yes you're sky go or something like that so I can forward and skip stuff like that but yeah, yeah. didn't know this one actually I do watch salvage rebuild on um, on YouTube channel their stuff is very good he yeah, and he's you know what he'll buy a car he'll get it from like Copart and stuff like that and he documents everything talks about the price that it, he bought it for talks about the price of how much stuff cost him and that and then he just goes and sells it mm. uh, whatever and he sells it via like Instagram because he's got so many followers people buy it and people buy it because they can see exactly what he's done how he's done it what standards to repair to and that and then he just it's quite a good business idea very good very good yeah 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 so his is good because he gets a lot of stuff and there's a lot of stuff you can learn off there as well just like watching and stuff about things that go is that, wrong is, is that British or American no British, British. I, there's a, I can't really tolerate American car shows because they just like most of them are just like up their own asses and eccentric too eccentric for my liking yeah, that, that, I don't think there is enough British uh, motoring journalism content so you, you got, say that but if you think, if you think like Reed, which um, is very good, chasing classic uh, no um Car SOS. Is this the one we spoke about before where they uh, take viewers' cars and then modify them? No, no. This is the one where they look for like old classics that, and, and they just, just do them. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, oh, oh, tell you what. Have you have you ever seen Goblin Garage? That's, Goblin the, one, work? that's the one, yeah, yeah, where they modify the, 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 the viewers' cars. Do you know what? I used to be a fan of Helen Stanley, but I'm not anymore. This is just, I think she's they're just too wacky now, aren't they? Wait, like they got this guy's BMW one 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 twenty or something like that hatchback old one, and they, they ruined th- it, didn't they? I, remember, I saw this. Did episode. you see the blue stuff that she put on it? And she's yeah. supposed to be a designer. At what point does that look good? Well, this is what I think. Blue I think. inserts just stuck around on the outside. No, I'm sorry, it does this not is look what good. I, I do, I do think that you know, on these shows, especially like the ones made for TV, they have to go to the extra level. That just ruins it. You know, like when you were a kid and you used to draw a picture. I don't know if you were like this. I was like this. You used to draw a picture and you look at it and go, oh, that's pretty good. But mm. I could never leave the fucking thing alone. Yeah, my, yeah, my daughter yeah, does yeah. the same thing now. And then and you just keep adding to it and eventually you ruin it. This masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ruin it. Like- and that's exactly the, that what they, that's what they have to do. They have to go to 11 out of 10. But it's never 11 out of 10 in a good way. It always ruins oh, it. Bad, yeah. It's the same with Wheeler Dealers. So they had an, uh, an oh, latest season with God. Elvis... Um, Mark Priestley. Oh yeah, yeah. Who I actually quite like. I think he's he's a good mechanic and he's a good presenter because he's he, he, they do a good job of finding the mechanic who kind of offsets Mike Brewer's in your face. Anyone can offset Mike Brewer. But <laughs> they're, they're, they're all trying and and, yeah. and and again Elvis I think does a good job of that anyway. So they had an Evo seven, I wanna say. And it had engine issues, basically an engine rebuild. Right? Yeah, so yeah. he did all that and he rebuilt the engine. And it was great because he you know, went into a lot of detail. He took it to a machine shop himself and he did the machining and stuff. Oh, he knows yeah. what he's doing. Right? He's a very no, mechanic, he's an ex-Formula yeah. 1 mechanic. Ex-Formula 1 mechanic, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He knows his stuff. So he built it all, right? And you go, brilliant. You've rebuilt the engine. The car itself was nice. It was really nice blue. Looked in very good condition and stuff like that. I think they decided to like put coilovers on it or something. Fine, whatever. Mm. And then the pièce de résistance to Mike f- Brewer. fuck it up, right? What do they decide to do? I know, let's call in our mate who can wrap it. Let's not just wrap it one colour, though, so that we take it from, uh, you know, kind of blue to red or whatever, whatever yeah. right? No, let's put graphics on there. Oh, let's not put God. graphics on there that make it reminiscent of a rally car, if that's the look we're going for. No, let's go for something from Need for Speed Underground 2005. Oh, my because genuinely you know what he said he goes because this is a car that appeals to the street racing scene what street racers do you know want to go and spend fucking 25 30 Uh grand on an appreciating classic evo 7 because that's what that car is yeah right you're you're ruining a piece of automotive history so they they took what was a good car 
as a shell. They made it very good by fixing it, got the engine running right and everything else sorted mechanically. It was bang on. Then they said, now we need to fuck, fuck it up. It up. And did someone and did someone actually buy it in the end? Yeah, some do you some, reckon some chav that they met in a Birmingham side street? Do you reckon they sometimes pay people to come and buy the car? Hundred. Because I'm sorry, do you? This is what put me off the show. Do you remember the RX Seven? This is my the point. The silver RX Seven. No, this is my point. That's exactly what they did there. And as the well. idiot that sold it to them went and bought it back off them. Right. So so either either orange orange dipped snake print alloys. This is my point. They they took that car. It mechanically needed some work because it was the rotary engine needed to be yeah. rebuilt like they do. So they did all the work, right? And actually, this this guy might have been very smart because I'd do the same. You sell it to them, yeah? They do all the labor for free. They whack on their, their margin yeah, on yeah. top of their parts. Yeah. But it's normally cheaper than the labor for a specialist to rebuild something like that. The only downside is you've got to put up with the fucking snakeskin shit, shit that you on put there. on that. Didn't need it. No. That car would have been worth more so actually you sold it to them probably put a bit on top to buy it back and then remove everything that's on there and your car sorted I think they've done that for a few I'm sh- I want to say the uh, the Escort RS Cosworth that they did in the I US I can't remember that no. it was a blue one really nice example but needed a bit of work and they did it and they did it well and they put the dual spoiler on the back yes I saw that one yes yes that was a, they sold a prototype spoiler yeah yeah, yeah. They, they didn't actually go into production and yeah. again there right I think that was the intention let's go one extra than everybody mm. else mm. so that's their equivalent of putting on a shitty wrap but actually mm. it worked quite well in that no in that, that, that particular one I don't mind because that was a production they, I, they I, agree, I, yeah. I agree but it's a still it's the same principle yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah but they sold that back to the original guy and again yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that's very smart of him because he's like it's probably the only one in the I think they said it's like the only one in the US in that colour or something like that mm-hmm. they put really nice white Oz racing wheels that actually suited it and they kept yes, the original yes, wheels yes, yes, and yes, they yes. did that spoiler conversion yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. like yeah wicked for like six grand or seven grand whatever the difference was for was, him I've like, got yeah why my not my car's sorted an RS yeah yeah exactly yeah 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 so I get it and they did the same as well Renault 5 GT Turbo on the late season no, same I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah again it's the same thing it was like it's um owned by a couple who were a racing team the husband bought it for the wife as an anniversary present they left it in their garage because it just didn't get time to work on it she had plans to do stuff she never got around to it they sold it they did the stuff that she planned and they bought it back off her bought it back off them I reckon that's what they must do. I think there must be an agreement that we'll just sell it right back to you because... Yeah, we, we, we're going to... If it doesn't sell. We're, we're going to say that we're going to sell it, but actually we'll just do the work that yeah, you wanted yeah, yeah. to do. Because I wonder where he advertises these cars because I've never seen any of their cars I've seen, on. I, I've seen a couple recently where he's kind of you know put out feelers on uh, on social media for the, some of the stuff. Oh, okay. I don't follow him on social media or anything like that. So no. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't. Yeah, and th- yeah, I've, yeah, like it was good and stuff and it can be good, but... It's just I can't get beyond Mike Brewer, sorry. But there aren't... Yeah, TV needs some decent... Needs a refresh now in terms of... Well, I do... I, what they're doing. I, I mean... I think it's I, sad to say because I'm one of the biggest fans. I think it's dying and I think YouTube car content is just taking over massively. Do you know what? I think, I'm surprised like Netflix, to be fair, don't have something regular or haven't come up with their own car show. The amount of things that they yeah. do... There are a couple. It's still a huge market, you know, but they don't. They have like the odd things and stuff like world's fastest driver and stuff like that. But I'm surprised they yeah, haven't come uh, up with a, uh, a proper car review show. Maybe we should tell them we're available. Um, head, where was Head to Head? There was a show called Head, head to, to head, head, and I don't know if that was on Netflix or I was on some other streaming service. But there was a show called Head to Head, and that was a bit shit, if I'm entirely honest. They just used to take two cars. Um, and then just kind of pit them against one. Oh, another. is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was average. It was okay. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so there's there's a lot of stuff out there. 
mainly on the internet mm. rather than actually on TV. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested I might, I might to see what the rest YouTube, of the, what the Top Gear season brings, though. Yeah, I'd probably just be four episodes and then they go again, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. That's the most annoying thing about it. Yeah, it's, five, it's like six episodes a season, if that. Yeah, it's like, what? Seriously? After, but I suppose it's probably a slowdown in stuff that's being produced and that stuff at the moment. So nah, maybe, that's not at the moment. They've been doing that for years. But then you don't, you, the thing is, you oh, don't have okay to... okay You keep like, oh, rearranging yeah, furniture in the room. Yeah. But the thing is, they don't have to just go for new cars. This is where you can be creative and look at like used cars or stuff, do something with do, stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, I'm sure there's no shortage of ideas. They're just... I don't know, I can't, maybe they just don't need to produce as many episodes and they still get the viewers they and still the ratings. Get the views, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you actually what was interesting about that is Chris Harris, you know what? I find him annoying as a presenter, but as a... <laughs> when like they, you. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact when he took that McLaren round the track, he was, what, three seconds off Lando Norris? No, it was less than three. Well, one, one my point, second. yeah, it wasn't very. Was it? Was it one or two it seconds? Was, it was of one Lando, second. And that's after Nando Norris donated the hell out of those tyres and left him with nothing, no yeah. grip. That is, but, do you know but, what? That is, tr- that is. But Lando Norris did say, "I've never driven this car before." Yeah, but and he was listen, finding the limits. Listen, of it uh, look, I don't care. He's a Formula One driver. Yeah, don't get that's no. I've never. So fucking what? He, that doesn't make no difference. Of course it no, does. No, man. He's a Formula One driver, man. He will know how to... He, I, no, I, no, I, I bet no. if he had three laps and they took his best of three laps, his time would have been way bit better. But then I bet, I bet if uh, Chris Harris would have had more laps than that, he would have got better as well, though. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Nando Norris is a Formula One Speaking of, Nan- driver, speaking yeah. of Nando's, um, apparently something interesting happened in Formula One. And Nando's? No, you called Lando Norris Nando's. Oh yeah, yeah, Nando Norris. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, did you if watch? I can't fo- reference our previous jokes. You can. <laughs> did you watch the football? Oh, fucking stupid question, isn't it? You can just answer it. No, but then I'm just like, might as well just talk to myself. Please. Oh I, my I want to God. Know. Well, I okay. heard something interesting happened. I didn't watch. It, yes, it did. Something interesting did happen. Yeah. So the Formula One race happened in Brazil. Um, obviously, Max and Lewis are probably teen points away I think 15 or 16 points max was clear and stuff like that so going into this going into this race everyone was like this is this is Red Bull's track um, because uh, it was twisty and things like that mm. and, and Mercedes decided to take a penalty because they had to change their engine now okay you're 13 whatever 14 points behind uh, Max Verstappen mm. closest closest title battle in six seven eight years you're not going to take an engine penalty. You're not going to risk changing an engine unless you know it's going to pay off for you with four races to go. Yeah, because you take a five grid penalty for changing the engine and stuff. Okay. So you're not going to take that if you don't think, listen, the shit that we're going to put in here is going to be fucking shit hot. And I'm not talking about Lewis Hamilton, yeah? Okay. So they have to take a penalty for that. Then they do... So this year, this, the Brazil was a practice... Uh, quali sprint race then race okay so you did so you do the qualifying Mm -hmm. and then the qualifying you then have a sprint race based on your qualifying which is half distance so about 28 laps I think and then where you finish at the end of that sprint race is where you start the other race the real the proper race okay okay (laughs) yeah I know so Hamilton gets a five place penalty for having an engine change that's fine They, they all knew that then after the qualifying, it becomes apparent that Lewis is Hamilton's. So they've DRS. They've got a rear wing mm-hmm. that opens up that allows them to like uh, reduce drag for when they're overtaking. You have to be within a second of the car in front of you. Turns out I, I can't quite remember whether that's 
350 mil or whatever, but his was uh, his was opening by an extra few mil, whatever, okay. yeah? So that was being investigated after quali. Then Max the idiot decides to get out after qualifying, and once you park the cars up, it's that's what they call park ferme, nobody can touch them. Nobody is allowed to touch them okay. because obviously if they want to investigate or check something, like, he decides to go over and just give the rear wing of it a little touch on the Mercedes, a little ring on, on that. Lewis's car. On Lewis's car, yeah. <laughs> you're like, this t- is tension anyway. You, you're, you're title challenger, and you're like, he goes and does that, yeah. Wow, Max has touched him, so he has to go to the stewards as well. So he should, he could have got a penalty for being a dickhead because he did that just to be an asshole. Yeah, 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 pretty much. So Lewis. Get sent to the back of the grid. His penalty for having the wing that doesn't okay. goes to the back of the grid for the quarter sprint race. So he's last. Max gets like a forty thousand pound fine or something like that for for touching for being a twat. For, for, yeah, for being a twat, basically. Yeah. So Lewis is at the back of the grid. Yeah, and idiots like Crofty and Martin Brundle. And this is the thing on social media, right? Whenever you call out Martin Brundle or something like that, people are like, "Oh, he knows more than you. He was this. He was that." Well, okay, then everyone, you lot might as well just shut up then. If you can't have an opinion because you weren't an ex-Formula 1 driver or whatever, then why are you here? Why, why are you commenting in any any way, positive, negative, whatever? That's just a redundant comment to make, yeah? If you're into Formula 1 and you watch Formula 1, you can still learn about it while you're watching it. And second of all, he wasn't a, he wasn't a fucking amazing F1 driver. It's not like he came from, like, it's not like he won world... Tra- he had a few podium finishes, that's about it. He's your yeah, average. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, that's true. None yeah. of these guys, these presenters now, you look at Julian Palmer, you look at all of them. That they're, they're like, they're, Chan Duk, none of them were like yeah, decorated they, Formula I mean, One drivers. Yeah, exactly. They had, they had good careers because, I mean, they're talented drivers that, in the context you, of... You're a Formula One driver. Yeah. Of course you've got to be talented. Yeah, that's but a given. I agree, they weren't. But he yet. was nothing amazing, Martin Brundle. He's a, he's a twat. He's no Nigel Manson. No way. <laughs> so he's, he's there, right? I'm sorry, but you've got Mercedes who are... Well clear of everyone else, right? And he goes from last, finishes, I want to say third. You did not pay attention to the actual race then? No, once he started moving up, I was like, oh, fuck this shit. He finishes <laughs> third or fifth. Now, it's a bit of a mockery, right? When you start last and within 28 laps, yeah, you're you- finishing third. And an amazing drive by Lewis. Lewis was amazing. I'm sorry, Lewis didn't have rocket fuel stuck up his ass. So you're you, telling so, me... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Are you taking away from a driver going from the back of the grid to pretty much the front of the grid and saying it wasn't him doing well, it was everyone else doing badly? Is that what you're about to say? No, <laughs> it was everyone else's car back there was shit compared to his. That's fact. Fact. I'm sorry. Yes, but he, he, he still had to contribute something to it. Yeah, he just had to guide it around the track. I'm not saying that's not hard. Yeah, you've got to drive around the track at those speeds. Obviously, I've said every F1 driver, whether you're on number one or number two, you have a level of, you've got to have a minimum level of talent, mm-hmm. skill and ability. 100%. And I've, I've said, as a driver, Lewis Hamilton is awesome. Yeah, there's no questions about that. But when you're just breezing past people, Literally just driving past them without the aid of DRS in some instances. What is he doing? Fighting his way past. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he's found out a way that, to get the digestion to work for him. <laughs> <laughs> but all that goes to show is how much of it is actually the car. But people never ever seem to see notice, especially people like Martin Brundle and Crofty. It's like, I'm sorry, but his car, he's got a car that is capable of Yes, you have to earn the right to be in that car, yeah? You're not going to put a shitty driver in that, of course. But 
it is, I'm sorry, it is the car, mate. Yeah, the car has enabled him to work his way up half the field in about five laps. So he's got there and then people are raving about, oh yeah, he's done this, he's done and all this, he's done. I'm like, yeah, it was a good drive, but it was the car. Then the race comes and he starts, he had to take a penalty for his engine giveaway. So he starts from like, I don't know where he started. I think he started like mid sixth or something like that okay. and stuff. Um, so they're racing, they're having the race. Max gets the jump on Bottas. Perez had the jump on Bottas, but then per Perez, man, he's just like, oh, he's such an annoying driver in Red Bull. He's not living up to what he should be doing, yeah? Okay. He's not much of a rear guard. He's not much of a protection for Max and stuff. Anyway, so they're racing, right? And now we're in the like, last 20-odd laps. And Lewis, you know, Lewis is there now. He's chasing Max down. To be fair to him, he hunted him down and he is gaining on him. And to be fair as well, that was a track Red Bull should have been sort of in the distance in. But I don't know what the fuck fairy dust they put in that engine of Lewis's. I'm sorry, but that engine was a beast on the weekend. So he's hunting down Max and it's only literally a matter of laps before he overtakes him now. So they come to a corner, they come to a corner, right? So Lewis is about to, Lewis is pretty much in front of him, I'll say. Did he's someone park on someone's head again? No, they didn't quite park on someone's head. But Max has got the inside line. Lewis is on the outside line. Lewis's tyres are a few laps fresher, so he's got more grip. So he's going around the outside of this corner. Max then understeers okay. wide. Right. And they both go off the track. He's a but they both come back on, though. So, okay. it's not, so they both go off the track, both come back on, and then Lewis takes him in like, the next lap or whatever. And like... There's just like Lewis is obviously crybabies on the on on the radio to say what's he doing this and all that and stuff. Now now but at the time when they took it up for investigation, the race steward said no investigation it's been noted, but no investigation necessary, yeah, fine, racing incident or whatever. So Chris Horner's on the phone to the director saying, Listen, it's a racing incident, just let them race, yeah, let them race. Total Wolf's like having a shit and pissing himself and crying, crybabies crying on the mic and that. The way I see it, right? Max was... He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He was a little bit naughty, he I think. That, he knew exactly what he was but doing. But now Mercedes have submitted a review, the, their request to review the data, because they didn't have like the steering angle data and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> so Max was like, look, I braked late and I didn't make the apex and then drifted out wide and stuff like that. So... I, he's probably going to... If they do get the data from the steering and stuff like that, he probably is going to get reprimanded or punished and stuff like that in it but to me you know what as Christian Horner said let them race it's who an won the race in the end uh, Lewis oh okay fine yeah Lewis took him thing is it's an exciting season shit's happening out there let yeah. it freaking yeah, yeah, no, that's happen yeah let it yeah? be entertaining yeah yeah yeah. I don't listen if, 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 if you've got a line there and someone if you're going to run them out of road then fine Run them out of road. Yeah, it's part, it's part of driving tactics, isn't it? It's part of driving. You know what I mean? You can't like, so then you can't weave along a, a straightaway. You can only make one move to defend yourself. I get that. Because if you're constantly weaving, that's dangerous. And then you're not really, if the person can get past yeah. you, you're stopping them getting past you because they can get past you. So you shouldn't be able to do that. But if you're closing the door on someone, then fucking close the door on someone. So what? Sounds riveting. So now we've got three races to go. Qatar, Saudi and Abu Dhabi. Okay. And then, so what? So you need to, so, you so need who to at the watch. Moment it. Is leading? Max is leading maybe by about 10 points or something, 12 points. Oh, so still a decent lead. It's still a decent lead. If Max gets a race win, then, mm. then effectively. 
It makes it harder for Lewis. Yeah. But um, you need you need to watch the last few. <laughs> no, no guarantees, but I might do. I, tr- I treat the F1 like the news. If anything interesting happens, I'm sure I'll hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend of racing. It was. Okay, cool, good. I have a story to tell. And don't worry, it's the last story. Um, so you were talking earlier about, you know, if something goes wrong, it depends on, you know, it's, it's all about how you treat it. And this is obviously a car-related story as well. So... Uh, Couple of couple of months ago now, this was in September. So as we know, um, the family car that I've got is a BMW 420D Grand Coupe. Nothing exciting. It's a 2019 car, um, and I bought it at the end of 2019 as a roughly six month used vehicle from a BMW Sitna, and I did it on purpose. I went to a BMW dealer, I was looking at buying a car that was a few months old, maximum kind of a year, uh, and, and therefore it wasn't just a case of buying it from any old dealer or buying it privately, I wanted to go and buy it from a BMW dealer uh, and, and chose Sitna because, well, they had the car that I wanted in stock. It wasn't anything special, it wasn't special trim, colour, nothing like that, it was pretty standard, decent price. Uh, and like most people let's use your statistics 69 70 percent mm-hmm. of people out there i bought using some kind of finance package uh so fine bought the car everything was fine with it no issues at all um fast forward to so that was december 2019 fast forward to this september this year and as we've said you know the used car market's going a little bit crazy car prices are going up um and I got a call from my local BMW dealer. So this local BMW dealer is Rybrook, and they are the ones who have serviced my car last. So they had my contact details, and they contacted me. And, uh, as they do, sir, would you like to come along to our event on the weekend, um, new car event? We're very interested in the car that you've got, and because of the current market, we can give you more than it's worth on the second-hand market. You get great trade-in value if you place an order for a new car. Not something that I'd considered quite happy with the car that we've got. But you know what? If someone's going to give me a great deal, then let's mm-hmm. let's consider it. So I responded and, and just said, yeah, okay, potentially. Uh, so they want to take details of, of the 4 Series so that they could provide some kind of evaluation. So I gave them the details, number plate mileage, et cetera, et cetera, called out the condition. I then got a call back a day later and they said, we've got a valuation for your car, but um, there's a bit of a red flag on the history of the car. Mm-hmm. So, so, okay, what do you mean by red flag? Is there an outstanding... I, I mean, my mind immediately went to, oh, there's an outstanding recall, right? It's a couple, oh, yeah, couple yeah, yeah, of yeah, years yeah. old. It's been completely within the BMW franchise its entire life. What what the, what could, what could, the issue what be, could yeah, there yeah. be, right? So I asked, oh, was it a recall or something? If I can bring it in, that's yeah, not a problem. Reset yeah, or some, DPF thing or something. Yeah, something, like something silly, yeah. right? I said, uh, no, sir, the car's uh, actually showing as being registered stolen. Hey, did you steal it from them? No, not that I can remember. Were you gone in sixty seconds? Not this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, a few more questions. Now, bear in mind this is Rybrook. This is not the supplying dealer. This is the dealer yeah. who potentially want to do a deal and buy a car of me. Um, so, uh, no, okay, run that by me again. Stolen when? Uh, in two thousand and nineteen. Uh, okay, so I bought the car at the end of two thousand nineteen, December two thousand nineteen. So when in two thousand nineteen? I said, oh, it was stolen, kind of like. Um, earlier that year so okay well um bit bit strange uh i'm gonna have to go and speak to sitna supplying dealer because it looks like they've sold me a stolen recovered vehicle clearly it's been recovered because it's on my driveway now so i called them up um told them the story and 
going back to your point around what to do when you fuck something up, it was a genuinely like four, five day period of silence. Mm-hmm. So I called them and said, this is what I've been told. Can someone get back to me? And That's the worst silence. Yeah? Even if no, you still want some contact. Listen, I haven't forgotten about you. I'm just waiting for this, just waiting for that. Yeah, That's all you need. It's when you don't hear anything, especially when someone's saying your car's been sto- your car's stolen. Yeah, didn't get any of that, right? And you knowing you, you're probably fucking having kittens. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. comfortable about the whole situation, especially since, as I said, it's not like I paid under the odds for it or I was mm. aware of this information. If I was aware mm. of the information when I bought it, then do you know what? That's on me. Yeah, but yeah, I wasn't, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of like, waiting four or five days, calling them every so often. Eventually, I get a call back, and it was the actual salesperson who sold me the car back in 2019. And he said, look, I'm not in that role anymore. I'm actually in a different role. I'm in retentions, which meant I would have been calling you anyway. But I've, the reason you haven't heard from you is I've got to the bottom of what happened. Your car was actually within the BMW group. It was owned by like a finance director or something. I don't know. He gave a title of somebody like that matters. And so what had happened was the car was stolen off their driveway, uh, three months into their ownership of the vehicle, they called the police and yeah. then the car was recovered, returned back, uh, came into our BMW workshop, make sure everything was okay. And they continued to keep and drive the car until December when they yeah. then put it on the lot and it came into us as a normal used, approved used vehicle and we sold it to you. Um, and, and his first reaction, first reaction was, we can get this removed from the history, from the HPI report. <laughs> That's thought, not really the problem, mate. I thought, well, first of all, I'm not sure of the legalities around whether you can do that and or should be able yeah. to do that. If at the end of the day, if a car is stolen, the car is stolen. It's, it's part of its history now. It is what it is. That's it. Yeah, yeah. You've got you a criminal you record. You've got a criminal record. You yeah, can't you can't that really shit. lose that. Yeah, unless you're a member of the Fast and Furious gang. <laughs> It's just, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, again, to your point, um, that's not really the, the issue I'm having here. The issue is you missold me something. So we get into it back and forth. Um, and then they eventually, you know, they kind of come around to the idea of they've done something wrong. They shouldn't have sold me the car. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I'm in the right. So they they say, you know, what can we do? What, what are you... Are you interested in a different car from us? Is there anything new that catches your eye? Because keep in mind that these guys are also trying to do exactly the same as Rybrook, which is bring me along to an event where they're selling new cars Mm because they want to increase their order intake for new vehicles and they'll trade in against old vehicles. Now, essentially what they're saying is order a new car from us and we will be uh, generous with our trading value for your current car. Mm -hmm. Now, given that the market is a, is what it is, the car itself was worth a thousand pounds less than the retail price that it was in 2019, which in itself is mental. It's only in that Bloody whole hell. almost two year period lost a grand, lost a grand, and that's with the mileage having gone from like six thousand miles to I don't know eighteen thousand miles or something. Yeah. So it's an older car. It's more yeah. used, greater mileage. And it's only lost a thousand pounds in that time, which just that's a sign of the market, right? So he was like, "We can give you back what you paid for it." So hang on a second, you are basically saying that my compensation through all of this is a thousand pounds because you're giving me a thousand pounds more than the car's worth in the second-hand market. He said, "Well, uh, you know." It's not because we're giving you back what you paid for it. He goes, the fact that it's worth only a £1,000 less is not our doing, it's the market. It's like, who cares? That's still the facts though, isn't it? You're you're essentially giving me a £1,000 more than the car is worth and that is what you're saying is my compensation. Clearly not good enough. No. 
So and that's got nothing to do with compensation. That's the that's the value of the car. No, but they're saying I'll give, we'll give you back what you paid for it, which just so happens to be a thousand pound more than it's worth. So I'm like, if I if I'm viewing this as what you're what you're compensating me for the fact that you sold me a car, it's yeah. only a grand. Yeah. So we get into a conversation around what in their new car range I I, I like and said, so, well, you know, the, the four series Grand Coupe is the car that I have. They're replacing it with a new one. I haven't seen the new one. Nobody's seen the new one. Um, I'm not even sure if you're taking orders. Said, Look, we are taking orders, and you can be the first one, one of the first people in the country if you want that. Is we put into one if you order one of those I can get you one for like December mm. which is where we're approaching now and if you have a look now you know you've got the motoring journalist now starting to review the 4 Series Grand Coupe it's just coming out as a press mm. car now so I genuinely would have been one of the first in the country to have one mm. um, however it's a brand new car sir it's a brand new model BMW are not allowing us to discount it there's only so much I can do um, you know it's going to cost it's going to cost you more it's like well no that really does not sound like a solution. You want me to spend more money with you mm-hmm. to fix an issue that you created by selling me a car yeah. that I didn't have. Yeah. That, that Sorry, that you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have. So we went back and forth on the new 4 Series Grand Coupe. They eventually said, we get you one and you can pay what you're paying now. You know, I've gone through a lot of pain to get, get you that, but, but I can do it. It's like, great. Let me see the specification of the car that mm-hmm. you're saying I can have. And it was mm-hmm. the politest way of saying it, dog shit spec. <laughs> it was completely base, completely base. Now, by the way, um, BMW's base spec is M Sport now. In, oh, is it? Yeah, it's in the four series at least. Anyway, they don't do SE. In the okay, not in the UK. So it was a mm. is an M Sport. He was like, oh, it'd be an M Sport. It's, I was like, okay, mm. send me the configuration. I went onto their configurator, and it's literally the base spec configuration. Four twenty i M Sport, right? And he's like, it's in white. That's the free color. You can, you know, it will give you red leather. That's a free interior option fucking the most hideous combination I, 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 you could have <laughs> what white with red leather white and red leather yes yeah, oh disgusting. hold that thought she's like look at me <laughs> hold the thought so it comes with 18 inch wheels and it's very mm. the new four series grand coupe if you've seen the new four series you'll see it's very slab sided it's quite a big car mm. as as with all bmws as generations go on they just become bigger so this is a much bigger car on smaller wheels and it just doesn't look great. So I was like, look, it needs bigger wheels. It needs it needs an M performance pack on it, whatever. No, so I can't do that. You're going to have to pay for it. So eventually, back and forth, I went into the showroom and went to see the guy. Um, and he was, you know, he was basically saying, look, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. There's not much I can do. Uh, I can't really give you any discount on the 4 Series because it's a new car. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, you know what? The 3 Series is a new car. Let's see what you can do there. And I've always quite liked Tourings. We know this, you know, I know that I quite yeah, like yeah, an estate yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've yeah, always yeah. quite liked... And the 3 Series Touring, yeah, The 3 yeah, Series yeah. Touring is, is quite a nice car. So yeah. I've always liked that. So it's okay, let's talk about the 3 Series Touring. That's not a brand new model. That's been out since 2018, 19 or something like mm. that. You have access to discounts. You're like, okay, yeah, we do. Mm. So in the end, I ended up being able to order a brand new 3 Series Touring um, with some bells and whistles yeah. on it, and it's costing me less than then my what current you're paying car now. because they had to heavily discount the new car yeah. and they had to increase the Part X value of the 4 Series. Now, that's why I told you to hold the thought because I've actually ordered it in white with red leather oh, and black bits fuck on the outside. <laughs> so why are you one of those? It also, it also comes with red calipers. Oh, uh, fucking hell. I think it looks good. It's a nice combo. White, white does not look good. Any, and red leather is just... The most chavtastic thing you can ever do to a car. It's just, it does not look good. 
I know people like it. I've sold a car with red levers before, but that's because of, for me, I could not open the car and look at red levers every time I got in. It's just, oh. I know, but you bought a Range Rover, so. Well, it doesn't have red levers. It doesn't matter. So I can I can look at it quite easily. It's got nice cream ivory, whatever interior in there. It's black in colour. That's it. It's fine. I don't have to. Oh, my God. Yeah, White and red. What the <laughs> What kind of combo is that? I'm complaining about Helen Stanley and you're fucking just as bad as she is. <laughs> oh, my days. Well, anyway, so I did, I have ordered this car. Now, I've been six months for it to arrive. Six months. Lucky hell. And I wasn't allowed, so I wanted to uh, put the Harman card and audio in it. I wasn't allowed because it's not available. Was it not? Chip shortage means oh. they can't build them with it. Bloody hell. So, yeah, so it's impacting, not just impacting how long it's taking. It can take six months for well, you can put in uh, there three series well. touring. Yeah. Um, and then also what it comes with. When the car arrives, I'll do a, a proper review for the show. Yeah, of we'll have a look at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can comment on the red leather and the white. If we're not taking any photos of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But, yeah, but going back to the point of how you resolve something, that was not done ideally at all. Yes, the outcome was good, but... Boy, did I have to fight. Yeah, you have to, of course you have to. Of course you're going to have to. Yeah, yeah, of course you're going to have to fight for it. They're not going to just give stuff over to you. No, but, no but the level to which I had to fight to mm. get that was pretty unacceptable, really. It wasn't like, you know, they were very welcoming and, and, and gave me options. So actually, you know what? If you went for a three series, we could do more. That's probably the car you should consider. Mm. And maybe, you know, if you went... Well, no, they want to sell a newer car, innit? They want to get their newer cars out, <coughs> the new models out, yeah. Well, yeah, there's that. But also there's, you know, how about looking after customers? It's not the first time I bought from Sitna. No, no, no. Listen, for BMW, you're not a customer. You're a sheep. And they know this. Okay? People walk into BMW showrooms. Most of them are sheep. So they don't really need to worry about looking after them, really. No matter what they do, they'll still buy it from them. Still very disappointing of such a large brand. Well, stop being a sheep then. Well, but Sitna don't just do BMW, right? Oh, I guess, yeah, and yeah, I ha- yeah, yeah, As I said, I've bought from Sitna before, and it's not necessarily a BMW that I've always bought from them. So as a, as a, as a brand, Sitna haven't done a brilliant job with this at all and dealing with it. And as a crazy, crazy summary to the show, they've got a lot to learn, and they could learn a thing or two from LSP vehicles. I never they thought could. They could. There you go. See, they could. And that about brings to the end of the show. Now, at the start of the show, you asked me, what did I get you as a present for our 30th episode. Yeah. What did I not do today? Oh, did you put... I was about, I was about to end with that, you know? I didn't do the disclaimer. Yes. That's my present to you. Thank you very much. I was about to end with that and remind you, so this is the first time we've done a show without a disclaimer. I did it on purpose. Thank so you. Stole I, my thunder there, I, but thank I, I, you. I held it back. That was my That was the best gift anyone's ever given me. Right, so no more gifts I didn't have now to listen for at to least that another shit. 30 oh, episodes. Freaking hell. Okay. Um, if you guys enjoyed that, uh, and also that meant that you weren't able to plug your Instagram page at Driveway Autos, because you normally do right after the disclaimer. But if you enjoyed the show, you can interact with us. So where can they find you? They can message me for advice, tutorials, instructions at LSP Vehicles. Oh, well, what about Driveway Autos? At uh, Driveway Auto, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either one of the two. <laughs> you Actually, it. Driveway Auto is a bit more active. So at Driveway Autos on Instagram. And of course, you can find the main Drivel page at Drivel Podcast on Instagram as well. Please go online, interact with us, like our posts, comment, let us know what you want. We've got some interesting car reviews coming up. As yeah. we said before, we have. We've got some. We've got a couple. There's one that you don't know about, which you're going to like. It's pretty cool. Just because the car does some ridiculous things. Really? Yes, it is. Tom, get on at JLR, please, and get them to get my car in, get my key fobs done and the spoiler put on. 
And then before we go quickly, same thing we say every episode. If you've enjoyed the show, if you haven't enjoyed the show, we don't whatever, really care. Yeah, just um, just go go on to whatever platform you're listening on. If it has the ability for you to rate and review, give us a five star, ten star, whatever rating. Give us a review as well. Let everybody know that you enjoy the show. Don't enjoy the show. Say what you like. Um, if the platform you're listening on doesn't give you the ability to rate and review, you can subscribe. If it doesn't let you do that, then the thing, thing that you can do and you are doing and we want you to continue doing is spread the word. Let other people know about Dribble. We are still hell-bent on growing this platform organically. We get messages almost daily from promoters saying, do you want to promote your podcast? Do you want to promote your Instagram page? No. And we could do that. We could spend money with them and get no, artificial no. followers and yeah. artificial listens and go up the chart that way, but we don't want to do no, that. No. This is all about organic growth from genuine listeners, which is you lot out there listening right now. So please, please continue to support the show in the way that you have been and the way that we know you will continue to do moving forward. And can you please get on at Mo, inbox him, tag him on Instagram, get him to start watching the Formula One? Maybe, we'll see. I'm not that easily influenced. Like I said, it's like the news. If something interesting happens, well, I'll know Even if it's it. just to annoy him. And with that, we'll leave you alone. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye.